0: Welcome to Keto Combos, a podcast about the ketogenic lifestyle, whole body health, and self-discovery. Each week, we deliver the best analysis of optimal health. Now, here's your hosts, Danielle and Kimberly. Hey, hey, Keto Combo listeners. Danielle and I are talking about a very important topic this episode. We'll be explaining the difference between nutritional ketosis and low-carb. These are commonly confused, so we want to help clarify the differences. We are also so excited to share with you the top five beginner tips of starting a ketogenic lifestyle. So moving into topic number one or tip number one is know the difference between nutritional ketosis and low carb. This is so easily confused, don't you think, Danielle? Absolutely. Probably the majority of people
1: that I run into often think that if something is low carb, it instantly means that it's keto-friendly and it'll put you into a, nutri- a nutritional ketosis state, which I think it just depends on what the people are looking for, because there's nothing wrong with low-carb. You and I both agree with that, but if you're yes. looking for the health benefits, then there is a huge difference between low-carb and nutritional ketosis.
0: Right. So knowing the difference and what it exactly is... So. What is nutritional ketosis? What it is is putting yourself, your body in a state of you know, nutritional ketosis. And the way of doing that is that you have to be very um very mindful of like the exact ingredients that you're putting in your body and how you're you know what what's gonna spike your blood glucose response, your insulin, things like that. So a lot of you I'm sure who are listening have heard of the term dirty keto and I really, in my opinion, I just it kind of bothers me when I hear that because there's no such thing as dirty keto. Keto is keto. It's nutritional ketosis. But dirty keto, what people are referring to is low carb. They're more of like um, if it fits your macros and do it, they're not really too concerned about the ingredients. Now with nutritional ketosis, you have to be really mindful of the ingredients in order to lower your insulin to a nice baseline for you to start fueling your body with fat to be able to get into actual nutritional ketosis and have this as your fuel source when you're low carb and you're not mindful of your ingredients and you're eating things that, well, if it fits your macros, great, but not worried about ingredients, it's more like you're not really going to lower your insulin levels low enough um, to start burning fat for fuel. So there's a, there's a big difference with it. I mean, I'm, I would rather, some would be low carb. If they're not going to be nutritional ketosis, I'd rather them be low carb than not at all, obviously. So I'm a, you know, I'm a fan of both, but I feel like the best benefits you're going to get is when you're actually, you know, fueling your body with ketones and you can check that by like a blood ketone meter, um, check your blood glucose and things like that. You don't have to do it, but that's one way of finding out whether or not you're actually in nutritional ketosis. Do you have anything to add to that? Or I kind of was all over the place. A bit,
1: but. I think you covered most everything. The one thing that I will touch on is um, a lot of the different ingredients affect people differently. So I can have something yes. and it may not spike my glucose, but you may have it and you may see a 20 point jump in yours. So it's really about learning your body also and cutting out the foods that cause inflammation. There's a lot of foods, even like soy. I mean, there are certain soy foods that are low carb that you can have, but that doesn't help with nutritional ketosis because you're still adding the inflammation to that. So it's yes, it's low carb. No, it's not really beneficial to the keto lifestyle if you're trying to, like you said, control your glucose and get rid of the inflammation and get some other health benefits than just losing weight.
0: Right. Exactly. I agree with that 100%. There's a lot of like foods I could point out, I guess. I mean, this could go on with number one forever, but like, like peanut butter, for example, a lot of people think, oh, well, it's totally keto friendly. I hate saying that word, but that's what they refer to it as that keto friendly and you can stay in nutritional ketosis with it. Maybe, you know, like, like Danielle was saying, we're we are our own bio individuals. So we all, you know, our bodies process things all differently. There's no two people the same, which it could work for one, but maybe not the other. So that's why you have to be really mindful of what you're consuming. And like peanut butter is notorious for being inflammatory. So in some dairy products, people get super, um, you know, affected by dairy, even, even though we encourage, you know, like get the, the nice butter in there and stuff like that. But if you have too much of it, like the heavy whipping cream and the cheeses, like that can get inflammatory too and it might not help you as much as you think on your journey so I think it's kind of like finding a balance that works for your body everybody is completely different and that's why I love what Danielle and I both do with the coaching is because we can tweak things and see how things respond to your body and point things out to you, whether or not you might be you know sensitive to dairy or sensitive to certain things that you know you could look up on google or pinterest for keto recipes and there's you know a ton of them that have peanut butter and a ton of them that's loaded full of dairy and it could work for some people but some people it might not work the greatest for so just kind of knowing what's going to keep your body in nutritional ketosis and i feel like the best way of doing that finding out what keeps you in nutritional ketosis whether you're there or not is well you will physically feel better obviously you'll feel you know you'll be able to tell by your mental clarity and how you're feeling and your energy but also, like I said, you could do the testing and it's not necessary to do blood glucose testing or um, ketone tests, but I love the keto mojo. And I found throughout my journey that I've done like a fast all day. And then I have consumed something and tested about an hour after, um, and, and just seen what it does to my, you know, my blood glucose response. And to be honest, like I found things that are like companies that are really like the, um, what is the one of them? It was one of them that sells the chocolate, and I'm just trying to think it's the, um, oh boy, no, because I'm on here. I'm not going to be able to think of it, but it's <laughs> the, um, the, on, the ones that sell the Honest Syrup. They have the Keto Bark and, or the Chocolate Bark and stuff like that. They have um, Chuck Zero. They sell chocolate, and they sell like all their syrups and stuff, and I've done a fast with that. Um, And then tried consuming one of their chocolate bars. And even though all the ingredients you would think would be okay to have something like that in moderation, but I did do um, with a keto test strip with blood glucose and keto test strip and it went through the roof my blood glucose just shot right out yeah kicked me right out of ketosis Kicked me out yeah it blew my mind and I was like man I'm not eating these things anymore (laughs) but you know so you gotta be careful and maybe the next person maybe if Danielle were to consume that it wouldn't have even affected her you know because of the you would think the ingredients are okay but I can't have things like that it will just kick me right out So just knowing the difference, but if you're living a low carb lifestyle, you could be like, well, it's my macros, no big deal. You don't worry about your insulin response, you know, but with nutritional ketosis, you focus on that a little bit more. So moving on to number two, um, is definitely, I am like, this hits home for me really like huge. And I know it does for Danielle too, is mindset to change your health. I feel like if you're not in the right mindset, you guys, it's just not going to work it will not work this is what no if i feel like if if you look at it this way if you're to ask somebody you know why do you want to why do you want to start this journey why do you want to do this you know and if their reason is simply one answer saying well because i want to get healthy or because i want to lose weight then you're not ready if that's your reason you're simply Not ready because your answer should go a little bit more deeper, should be a little bit more raw and real and true to yourself. Because then you should ask yourself, Well, why do I want to lose weight? Why do I want to get healthy? How is it going to affect your life? What is it going to change for you? How are you going to benefit from this? And this makes you face like your everyday struggles, your everyday battles, things that are going to transform for you. These reasons why are going to be your motivator, your accountability, your pushing through and that type of thing, it has to be, you have to be wholeheartedly ready and not just saying, oh, I'm gonna give it a try and see what happens. You have to be like, I'm done. I cannot live this way anymore. It it's just I cannot do it. I need a change. I'm going to change and nothing's gonna stop me doing it. So if you hear that answer compared to, well, I just want to, you know, get healthy, there's two totally different attitudes with the mindset there. And the person who is wholeheartedly ready and not gonna let anything stop them is ready. The other person is like, well, I'm gonna give it a try because I know I need to, but I'm just gonna see what happens and give this a shot, That you're not ready. Like you really need to be wholeheartedly ready in my opinion. Do you have something to add to that? I kind of get carried away. <laughs> that, no, you covered
1: everything. The one thing I will add is when your mindset, when you're to that point that you want to make that difference, that change, and you're ready to make the change, your whole attitude is different. So it's not, well, I'm going to try this and see how it works. And four days into it, I really miss bread. I really miss pasta. I really miss sugar. Yes. When you're ready for it and you're thinking, you know, I need to make this change. I need to get healthy for my kids. I'm tired of being exhausted all the time. And, you know, we're going to give this a try and look at all these foods I can have there. You know, you can have Pretty much any protein you want, you can have fat, which is delicious to me. So your whole mindset changes because you're looking at it positively instead of walking into it already being negative and well, it may not work. If you walk into it thinking it's not going to work or it's not going to be worth it, you're wasting your time and you just don't need to do that. Get to that point where you make the decision that you are ready And you do have something that you want to achieve or something that you're tired of dealing with. And once you have that mindset, you can do anything.
0: Right. And it's like, if you don't have the right mindset, you are 100% setting yourself up for failure. Like that's just the way that it is. You're just not going to, you're not going to reach your goals. So instead of like one little tip is what I always say is like, when you know you're craving those things that you are, are not the best fuel source for your body that you're trying to get away from. Instead of worrying about what you can't have, think about what you can have. And I can say almost always, I haven't been stumped yet that I can always come up or find a recipe for, you know, you're, your, an alternative, a healthier alternative for some of the favorites and weaknesses and things like that. Those recipes are out there. We have amazing, um, amazing keto enthusiasts in this community who have come up with these amazing and delicious recipes and they're just out there you don't need you don't need to pay for them I mean let me say there are some pretty awesome cookbooks that you should buy but there is a phenomenal amount of recipes online that are completely free that are so good and it's like focus on those like you can look at them and be like oh my gosh that looks so good And so focus on that instead of what you shouldn't have that's a you know not the ideal feel source for your body so definitely mindset has everything to do with it because it's what's gonna push you through those cravings and through the transition phase when you're trying to transition and stay away from that stuff um you have to have to have it and i'm gonna throw this out there you guys i have a completely free like secret sauce worksheet that you can get it's on my social media it's linked um you can find me on Instagram on fuel With fat. I should link it on the keto combos. I will um, link it on the keto, keto combos for you, or maybe even in the show notes here where you can completely, you know, get it It's totally free, download it. And what it is, is it talks about finding your reason why. And then it also talks about finding positive affirmations that reflect yourself. So you have to love yourself. You have to understand that you're worth it and you are enough and that you, you're worthy. You can do it instead of, I know when we let ourselves go and we're really miserable and unhappy in our body, we tend to give up on ourselves and we tend to not love ourselves the way that we should. So that can also play a mindset issue when you're trying to succeed with something. Cause you're like, Oh, I'll never be able to do that. That'll never happen for me because you don't have positive affirmations of yourself. So this worksheet works on you writing down your reasons, genuine reasons why you want to do this. And also finding, you know, positive and powerful affirmations and having this worksheet. You can stick it on your fridge, put it, you know, use little sticky notes, even don't even have to use the worksheet, but use it as a guidance, put it on little sticky pads and put them in your purse, put them in your car, put them on the mirror, put them in the kitchen when you're tempted. So that way you can remember your reasons why, and that you can understand that you are worthy of this change and that you can do it. So super, super powerful for you to, you know, come to a, you know, a personal development shift in that and shifting your mindset for sure. So did you? I don't know. Did you have anything else to add to that? Or my I- no, other than I want you to link that here because
1: I want to go get that the worksheet. Yes.
0: Okay. Perfect. I will definitely put that down in the show notes. You guys should have that as soon as you're done listening to this. Um, okay. So on to um, tip number three is understanding your macros, and I think this is super important. And I'll have you kind of take this away a little bit, Danielle, and I'll just kind of feed off of what you come up with.
1: Okay. So a lot of people, when we first start talking about macros and macronutrients, they look at you like, what the heck are you talking about? Your macros are three different ones. You have your fats, your carbohydrates, and your protein. So those three are your macros. All of those, pretty much all food is either one or a combination of those. If you look at your meat, steak, chicken, pork, anything like that, that's going to be your protein. You look at fat you're going to have your um like your different oils your cooking oils your avocado oil butter you know dairy has a lot of fat in it also so everything has a combination like an avocado that's everybody loves avocados on you know lifestyle that's going to have a little bit of everything in it you'll have your fat and your carbs in there too but those are healthy carbs so when we talk about Keto and cutting the carbs down, it's not getting rid of all of your carbs, but it's so important to know what your foods are made of so that you do know what you're consuming. Um, if you go out and have a steak, you're looking at pure fat and protein. I mean, that's what you're going to have, depending on the cut of the steak, depends on the higher ratio of fat that's in it. But those are the two macros that are in that piece of meat. So actually. Logging your food, which I know some people hate logging, but if you do that for a little bit, it gives you an idea of what your foods are made out of. Yes, they're real foods, but they do break down into one or multiple of those macros, and it's important to know what you're actually getting and what percentage. And this kind of goes back to the low-carb also, because a lot of people live low-carb with low-fat and high-protein. Whereas keto, we do low carb, high fat, moderate protein, and again, yes. that's kind of a personal preference. But knowing what you're actually getting and consuming, and how those macros add up in your foods, is very important. When I first started, I didn't know what a macro was. I'll admit that. I was Me never. Me neither. A gym lab. I was never. I did not know. <laughs> nope. <laughs> I mean, I was lost. I'm like, macro what?
0: <laughs> and
1: yeah. It began to yeah. That. <laughs> Me too. Yeah. It was when I really started learning about my foods. And I always ate, I thought somewhat healthy, but then I'd look at like a granola bar and it was packed full of sugar and carbs and low fat, low protein. So it wasn't until I started paying attention to my macros and the quality of my food and what they were made of that it made a difference for me. And I think that a lot of people don't understand that also because they will say how do I get my fat in or how do I stay below my protein and there's always ways to do that but the first thing is to know where your fat carbs and protein are coming from
0: yes that was a huge one too that I was just gonna um pop in and talk about for a second and I guess I'll just use carbs as an example um as far as you kind of touched on a little bit with avocado but um you know I heard this I think it was on one of the one of the movies that did a documentary, I believe it was um The Magic Pill, or maybe it could have been Fed Up, I'm not really sure. One of the two, how oh, they 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 said in there a carb isn't just a carb, it matters where it comes from. And that is so, so, so true. So, like Danielle was saying, um, how the carbs in like you know, you can get in um vegetables and things like that, those carbs are considered complex carbs. And then you have simple carbs. So simple carbs would be things like Breads, pastas, greens, crackers, chips, things like that. Those are simple carbohydrates because they literally have no nutritional value for you. All they're gonna do is stimulate your blood glucose and your insulin response, and it has no value to you. Then you have complex carbs like your veggies that have things in them that are, you know, have nutritional value. They're they're they have things in there for you. So they're not going to spike your blood glucose and your insulin response like a simple carb would. So these carbs aren't so scary I know everybody's like oh carbs they're in they're in vegetables and kind of get all all worried about it but it's like those carbs aren't gonna have the impact on your insulin like simple carbs would that are like chips and crackers and stuff so I mean I've in the beginning I'm not gonna I'm not gonna lie I'm gonna be pretty transparent here you know I've even thought about when I was having cravings um in the very beginning and I did not know what I was doing I was literally jumping in this head first all on my own didn't know anything about it and I was having a craving and all this stuff. So I looked at the carbs on salty crackers and wanted to, you know, like, oh, I can have this many and I will get this many carbs. <laughs> I didn't know what I was doing. You know what I mean? Like, oh, I reached that'll get my carb limit for the day. And it's like, no, you've got to read the ingredients. How is that? It doesn't work like that. So, I mean, so understanding that a carb isn't a carb, you can't just count the carbs on your crackers or your yogurt or whatever. Like, okay, well, I'm in my carb limit. It matters where it comes from. then matters what's in the ingredients in it. And so understanding the difference of that is super important.
1: Yes. Like I had a client and we laugh about this and he told me I can share it. So I'm okay sharing it. But he was building muscle and wanting to gain weight. And I mean, always working out and we were incorporating carb ups in his um, routine and I, every time we'd have a carb up, I'd be like, "Okay, here are the carbs you need to focus on," and I'd give him a list. And it would be, you know, vegetables, healthy carbs. Like, and have Doritos, and I'm like, "No, you can't have Doritos." And he was like, "But it's a amount of carbs." I'm like, "No." <laughs> well, it's a size <laughs> bag. I'm like, "It's it's a different carb. If you go and have a bag of Doritos, that's completely different than having a sweet potato." you know yes they're right. both carbs but they are completely different and how your body responds to them are it, it's completely different right so they're, and
0: we're not scared I, of carbs <laughs> but <laughs> right <laughs> right and that's just it like i don't want clients or you know our our clients or even any of you listeners out there just starting your journey and stuff like that to be afraid of carbs but you do need to understand the difference so this kind of ties into our next, um, our number four, which is food labels. So I'm just going to kind of tie it into there, but it's like going off of what Danielle is saying is that, you know, it does matter because of the ingredients What's in the ingredients of Doritos, or even like I was trying to do with felting crackers, you have to understand what these ingredients are and how they're going to affect your blood glucose and your insulin response. Because the only way that you're going to burn fat for fuel in your own body fat, if you're in this for losing weight or just for the optimal health benefits, the only way you're going to use fat for fuel is keeping your insulin low at a lower baseline and not stimulating it too much. And the only way you're going to do that is if you understand reading labels and what ingredients are and how they affect your blood glucose response. Everything we consume is going to break down and turn into and stimulate your blood glucose response. One of the biggest things, um, basically like the only thing that we can consume as humans that has little to no, like no effect on your blood glucose response is eating healthy fats. And so eating the right healthy fats. So this is also why we need to keep protein even at a moderate, at a moderate amount, not high protein because too much protein can stimulate your insulin and a blood glucose response, but also heavy on the carbs. You've got to pay attention to what's in the food labels. So this is why coming into number four, I think it is absolutely critical for you to know how to read food labels. And I say this like over and over and over again to my clients, because it is so, so important. I've had a, a few one-on-one clients that were actually in person with me here. And I always, my in-person clients that are here with me, I will not let them go more than a week without doing a walkthrough with a grocery store together. And the last one that I had, um, my last client that I had, she, was pretty she said she pretty much knew everything and that it wasn't she she didn't she was just kind of skeptical on to be honest and didn't think she was really going to learn anything that she already knew but she just did it anyways just to check out we were in that store for an hour and a half and she got done and she was like my mind is blown she goes I thought I knew but I didn't know anything she's like so I'm so thankful that we did this walkthrough because I thought I knew how to read labels but I didn't have a clue so this is why it is absolutely critical for you to know how to read labels because this is basically your make it or break it. You know, once you get past the mindset and once you start doing it, if you're not eating the right foods and you think you are, you ain't gonna be very successful. So this is why doing your research, doing everything that you need to know to figure out how to read food labels, what the ingredients are, what to watch out for, you know, basically when it comes down to the end of the day, um you want to stick to whole food sources that's all that keto is really it's just you want to stay away from processed food nothing in a bag or box whole food sources meat veggies cheese nuts you know things like that you want to do whole sources. sometimes yes we're going to buy things you know in a bag or a box you know but this is where you need to read the ingredients like there there's if you go to the frozen food section and you want to buy frozen veggies Yes, they're not, you know, obviously fresh is better, but if you buy frozen ones, I can't, you flip, flip the bag over you guys and read the ingredients because there are so many of them out there that literally have all these added ingredients in frozen veggies. It would be mind blowing. You know, you're just like, how in the world is there sugar in this? Or is there starches in this or this and that? And if you don't know what what to look for and you think you're just eating, you know, clean eating and you find out you're not, you know, that's, that's a huge, you know, issue where you can hit a stall or you're just not you're not getting your optimal health goal. You're not gonna reach your optimal health. Yes.
1: And kind you- to chime in on the same thing you were saying, most of my clients are all done online, but they'll tell me when they're grocery shopping because I'll tell them snap a picture of something so that I can see. Yes. And i usually send the nutritional label that shows fat, carbs, protein. And I'll say, Okay, send me the ingredients and it'll take Couple seconds, and they're like, never mind, there's sugar in it. So, even <laughs> though the label looked good and it looked like right. carb, the you know, second ingredient may be organic cane sugar or something to those effects. And once they look at the ingredients, they're like, okay, different label, you know, yes. not you can't just look at the carb count, you have to actually look at the ingredients.
0: Yes, absolutely, that is 100%. I'll get, I'll give you guys another little bonus tip, tip here since on the food labels part. This is like a this is a big one because I know a lot of people starting out, you know, you're always told it's it's stevia or erythritol or monk fruit, right? So if you go to Walmart and you want to go buy a big bag of stevia, Walmart has ginormous bags with ginormous letters that say stevia. Stevia written all over it, and it's the Great Value brand. And I can't tell just about almost every client I've ever had, online or in person, has always bought in that bag. And I guess what I'm guilty too. I did it. I did it myself in the beginning. But here's the thing: I want you the next time you go to Walmart, or maybe if you have it in your pantry, I want you guys to go in there, flip that bag around, and read the first ingredient on the Great Value brand of stevia. You are going to find the word maltodextrin, and Just another little tip with the food labels is that everything is listed in order of importance. So what's listed first is what it's mostly made of and everything after is just a little bit less and less. So it's all listed in order of importance. So when you flip that over and you see the big bag of Great Valley Stevia says multidextrin comma stevia, you're basically buying a big giant bag of multidextrin. What is multidextrin? It is a chemical storm of high. <laughs> I want to say the, the word, but I'll just keep it PG here. <laughs> it is a chemical storm and it is, um, it is, a, it is a sweetener, but it is all chemically processed and is actually on the glycemic index, the highest on the glycemic index for sweetener. What I think it's like 110. Is it something somewhere around there? I think and
1: so. more than table sugar.
0: Yeah. It's like double table sugar. And um, not healthy for you at all. So, what does this mean if it's highest in the glycemic index and it's like 110? Um, basically, you might as well go eat a candy bar, you know, that you are not eating anything healthy for you. Number one, because it's chemically processed. Number two, it's going to stimulate your blood glucose and your insulin response through the roof. You cannot and will not burn any fat and be in nutritional ketosis with multidexin. So, but it's misleading because great value has the big giant letter stevia on it. And you would never know unless you knew how to relabel that that is absolutely 100% unhealthy and you should never put that in your mouth. So here's a tip for you guys. This is like a good learning lesson about read, why it's so important to read labels. And there's a lot of things that are misleading because now that, you know, keto is becoming more popular, there's more things coming out, like let's say Slim Fast, you know, they got this keto stuff. It's like you really need to read the ingredients, you guys, because just because it has the word keto slapped on it does not mean anything. You have to pay attention to the ingredients. And really, really be mindful of it and know how to read the food labels. Because that, that's the first thing I will always tell my my clients, um, coaching them, is don't even read the nutrition facts, that, that chart. Don't even read it until the ingredients passes your inspection. If the ingredients passes your inspection, then okay. Then let's see how much what the fat, protein, carb ratio is, all that stuff. Okay, fine. But don't even look at that until your ingredients pass your inspection. That's just, that's like the biggest thing I will... You can ask any of my clients they will be like she pounded that in my head (laughs) over and over and over because it is so important um so moving on to number five is hydration do you want to take that away danielle and go off why it's so important okay
1: um i'll cover on it as best i can everybody always says drink water you know it doesn't matter what lifestyle you're following everybody says it and it's true especially for the ketogenic lifestyle because this is a natural diuretics, which means you're going to basically pee out a lot of your liquid as your body's changing over. So you've got to put the water back into your body and electrolytes are all important. That's what causes what everyone says, the keto flu. So you'll hear somebody that that is, you know, what you're losing, is the water weight that your body's been holding on to. So maybe you don't have the sausage fingers anymore. Maybe you don't have the puppy eyes anymore because your body's not holding on to that water,
0: but you right. still
1: have to replenish it even though it's flushing through your system. Otherwise you will get dehydrated. You will get your electrolytes even more out of whack and you'll start getting tired. You'll start getting your headaches, your muscle cramps. So I guess I'm blending electrolytes with hydration, but both they kind of go hand in hand because as you get dehydrated, your electrolytes are depleting. So you've got exactly. to
0: keep water.
1: You've got to keep putting it back in your body so that you can flush everything out of your system and you can stay hydrated. Yes, that I'm is a in a nutshell. <laughs> yeah.
0: No, you said it perfectly. I think that is so important. And, and to, you know, give a little bit of transparency my personal journey. That is exactly what I did in the beginning. I did like I said, I didn't know I didn't know anything. I was just diving in on it, didn't have a coach, didn't wasn't educated enough. And I went into it and I was not replenishing my electrolytes and I certainly wasn't drinking enough. And I one day literally almost passed out. And I feel like, you know, most almost all people who experience the flu it just comes down to that like you're simply not getting enough electrolytes or enough water and also um even having enough fat because I know sometimes it's people have a hard time understanding that we can consume this much fat it's like a mental thing because we're always told our whole lives in the way that the whole food pyramid is set up it's not have so much fat so our people wrap their head around it but if you have your You know, you're dropping your blood glucose level, your insulin level down to a baseline and you don't, you're not consuming enough fat in the beginning and your body's trying to transition. It can be confused if you're not having enough fat. So you definitely need to make sure you're getting enough fat intake. But 90% of the time the flu comes on because of lack of electrolytes and lack of hydration. It is so, so, so important. It's more important than any other lifestyle or diet that you've ever tried before It is absolutely critical, and I cannot stress that enough, especially even when you're consuming alcohol. that If you're someone who likes to consume alcohol or does on the weekend or occasionally, for the love, if you get anything out of this tip number five, hydrate, 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 hydrate when you're consuming alcohol, when you're living a ketogenic lifestyle, because you will find out the hard way if you don't. Um, So very, very important, definitely. Do you have anything else to add to that <laughs> I,
1: just got carried away. I think that's about it the one thing I do see a lot of people in the beginning as they're starting to increase their water intake if they're not used to it is they're always complaining they're like I drink and I run to the restroom every 10 minutes yep. your body does adjust to that I mean I drink over a gallon a day that's what I'm comfortable doing and I still get thirsty so it's not like I'm forcing myself and I'm not having to run to the restroom every 10 minutes because my body is used to it and it's adjusted to it. And it looks for it every day now. If right. I'm low on water one day, I will know it the next day.
0: Yep, yep. And that makes a perfect, that's the that's perfect point to make too is that your body does get used to it. And I know that's a lot of, one of the major complaining points in the beginning is like you're always going to the bathroom, but yes, it does catch up. It does get used to it. it it's literally like you guys are, when you do this, it, your body is literally like reprogramming. That's what it's doing. It's like reprogramming, you're detoxing, you're cleaning it out, you're reprogramming your body and, you know, you're healing yourself from the inside out. So it takes time to make these adjustments and things like that and your body to get used to the differences of what's going on. So definitely um stay hydrated. <laughs> <laughs> So We hope that you guys found these um, five beginner tips super helpful in starting your ketogenic journey. We will definitely come up with more in a future episode, and we thank you all for listening. Just be sure to subscribe and follow us on social media. Thanks for joining us this week on Keto Combos. Make sure to subscribe to our podcast so you'll never miss an episode. Follow us on Instagram at Keto Combos Podcast or email us at ketocombospodcast at gmail.com. Be sure to share with a friend and tune in for our next episode.